Well, bonjour everyone. I hope you are all enjoying nicer weather and fewer restrictions. Welcome to episode 8 of Follow the Light, a podcast dedicated to the fine art of film-based photography, including pinhole imaging with a sprinkling of alternative processes. This podcast is coming to you from the Fraser Valley near Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and I'm your host, Bob St. Cyr. If you have any comments or ideas for future podcasts, please let me know. You can reach me at brsc at uvic.ca or leave a message on my Facebook page called Follow the Light. Today we're going to look at five frames working with C41 film during my frugal film project. And to see the images that go along with this, you can visit the Emulsive website because it was published there as well. But I thought I would share it here with listeners just in case they haven't seen it on Emulsive. So the pictures will be there and I'll also share them on the Follow the Light Analog Photography uh, Facebook page as well. So you can also, um, you know, log in and see them, see the images there. So let's begin. It goes without saying that this year is a challenging one in more ways than one, thanks to the pandemic and its related restrictions. Nevertheless, it has also been a year where innovation and discovery has taken place. At least I can say that for myself. I signed up this year for the Frugal Film Project, FFP, which, if I've got this right, is to encourage people to shoot one roll of film per month with a camera that costs the user $50 or less. I love film photography and thought this would be a good way to hone my progressing photo skills in a more direct way, so I signed up. For the first six months of the year, I decided to work with cheap color film and found six rolls of Konica VX400 online. And to share images each month, I decided it would be most expedient and efficient to process the film myself. You see, I'd never processed C41 film, although in high school, when I was in the photo club in high school, I had considered it. You know, I thought that would be really something very cool if we could actually process color film, but we did never get around to it. So this was my opportunity to finally, all these years later, um, use C41 chemistry and process my own color print film. So since I've never processed C41 film, um, it, because it's not a film that I work with regularly, you know, it's not something I usually use. Um, I'm primarily more of an E6 or slide film user, so this was, this was new territory for me. My primary films, then, are Ilford for black and white and Fujichrome's Provia for color. Since I already processed my own E6 film, I found out that C41 was a similar process. So that was kind of reassuring. Now that we are five months into the year, I have some experience processing C41 color print film, and it's pretty easy. Now that we are several months into the new year, I have some experience processing C41 color print film, 
And I must admit, it's pretty easy. It's not that difficult and not that different from E6 and either. The, the key thing is to make sure that you control your temperatures very carefully and your agitation very carefully. So managing those two things is really, I, I guess you could say that for all film processing, is managing the temperature and the agitation are two of the most important things for processing photographic film. Um, after processing several rolls, it became clear to me that this emulsion must be somewhat out of date and perhaps was badly stored. But with some photo software finessing, I was able to submit usable digital files. Yes, I did find the film surprisingly of very, very poor quality. Nevertheless, uh, thanks to scanning and uh, photo software, I was able to, uh, you know, get get something colorful out of the out of the films. But it did take a little bit of work. Um, what you'll see online are a selection of the images I made during the first uh, five months of the year. And because we're into June now, I'll include the June picture for, for June. So I'll have the first six months up uh, on the Facebook page, Follow the Light Analog Photography. Now I'm going to switch over to, to uh, back to black and white. So for the next six months of the year, I'll be going back to black and white, and I must say I'm much more relieved to be doing that because I'm much more comfortable with black and white as that is what I started photography with. That is what I'm more comfortable with, even though there are more steps to the processing and there are more chemistries involved. I do find it quite simple to do black and white processing, perhaps because I already have a routine that I've worked out over the years and keep notes and keep track of what I'm doing. So perhaps that's what makes it easy. Again, for me, it comes back to consistency, being consistent with the materials that I'm working with and with the tools that I'm working with, understanding how they work and I think is a big, big part of photography, especially analog photography, perhaps with digital, I don't know, but I find with, with analog photography, those few things I've just mentioned about temperature, agitation, and consistency, uh, those are really, really important, in my opinion, to, uh, to photography and to uh, film processing. Now, the camera I chose for this was my good old Canon AE-1 program. And why I chose this one is because it was given to me, so I, I didn't have to pay anything for it. And then also there was a A2 winder that I also was given, and so I just slapped that on there. And uh, let's see, I think the lens also came with the camera. I think, I think I got the lens with the camera, so it basically didn't really cost me a lot. And uh, so that was, that was quite nice. And I like having the, the A2 winder on it because it also acts as another grip when I'm carrying the camera. So I really like working with that. The AE-1 program holds a special place for me because that was my very first, you know, um, really, really good, I guess, or formal uh, SLR camera. I remember when I was a, a student, a high school student, probably grade or what would I be, grade 9 maybe, grade 10, somewhere in there. 
that I had uh, waited for my dad to come home so I could go to the Caisse Papillaire or the credit union. And there we, uh, I learned a little bit about banking. My dad was able to uh, kindly co-sign a loan for me. And with that money, I bought my first camera when we went to the city. And that was the Canon AE-1 program. They didn't have a lot of selection, so I, I guess at that time the AE-1 program was just coming out, and uh, so that was the camera that I that I chose, and um, been very very happy with it. So when I had a chance to get another one, the original is long gone that I had. Um, you know, I was very you know happy about that and uh, glad to have that camera again and work with that camera again. Although I do find it limiting in being shutter priority, I don't know why they couldn't make it aperture priority as well, but being that as it may, it's still it's still a very good camera, works very well, and, and uh, helps me to make uh, fairly good images, I hope. Um, so that's, uh, that's something that uh, also I find very... Um, or should I say satisfying with this project is being able to use that particular camera, that particular model. Uh, on the camera, I'm using an, a Canon FD lens in the 35 to 70 millimeter uh, range, which is, which is a fair, fair millimeter range. I wish there was such a thing as a, a, a 20 to 80 or something like that it would be a nice lens to have but they don't exist either in the in the Nikon rabbit ear lenses or the Canon FD lenses they don't exist so but again it was marvelous to work again with that camera and it brought back some good memories of when I was in high school photography club um, the kit I used for processing the C41 was made by uh, Cinestill and so I was able to get that at a nearby uh, camera store. They have some kits there, and so I was able to get some C41 chemistry and do that. Um, so that's about it. I guess it's a very uh, short uh, episode this, this month, and uh, just a little, little story about my work with the uh, Frugal Film Project and a little bit about my uh, photo history, I guess you could say. So thank you so much for your time and for listening. And I hope everyone's having a, a great month and look forward to things, you know, moving back to normal. I think if we keep on this trajectory, hopefully we'll be back to normal before the end of the summer. So uh, take care, everyone, and uh, stay safe. Thank you.